Sandra is Microsoft's data and AI lead for Central Europe. She's also a published author who has been in the tech industry for more than a decade. Alessandra has lived, worked and studied in multiple countries around the world and now focuses on the SMB, small, medium and enterprise corporate markets and has a passion for data and AI like no other person that I've met. Today, we're going to talk about a whole host of AI-related topics from ChatGPT and the enterprise to data modernization to disconnected AI services to critical project success factors and a whole lot more. So sit back and enjoy as this is going to be fast-paced, high energy, and there is lots to listen to. Alexander, welcome today to Druid Talks. Thank you, Kieran. Thanks for having me. Well, let's jump straight in here because we've a lot to get through. The past six months have been different to anything that I have seen in the last numbers of years. They're probably on the equivalent to the year 2000 or www.com internet boom. But generative AI and ChatGPT are making huge waves in the industry. Uh, which companies and industries do you believe will benefit most from this, what I would describe as game-changing technologies? Well, um, I believe, Kieran, before, before jumping into a few examples that we may mention, um, the if we may, may, may remark this, that generative AI in general is, holds this tremendous promise for various sectors, actually. Um, there is an interesting McKinsey study analysis on uh, the potential of this generative AI and the impact on the global economy at scale, uh, which is remarkable, um, which actually estimates ranging from uh, 2.6 trillion to 4.4 trillion annually across um, the 63 use cases that they analyzed. And uh, we know that this technology has the power to revolutionize industries such as uh, retail, to mention a few, iTech, uh, banking, and life sciences. Um, in retail industry, for example, um, including uh, uh, auto dealerships, uh, generative AI could create uh, an additional value around. Uh, 310 uh, billion only by optimizing functions like marketing and customer interactions. Um, meanwhile, iTech stands on the other end to benefit significantly from generative AI's capacity to enhance the speed and efficiency of uh, the software development, potentially unlocking substantial, uh, substantial value. In banking and FSIs, uh, it has the potential to augment uh, existing AI uh, efforts by taking on uh, uh, lower value tasks related to risk management, such as uh, reporting, uh, regulatory monitoring and data collection. And, and these uh, could lead to greater efficiencies and cost savings. And, and lastly, since I mentioned uh, uh, life sciences, our uh, life sciences sector um, uh, in it, generative AI shows immense promise in transforming uh, uh, drug discovery, for example, and development processes. Um, making notable contributions to advancing uh, medical research and innovation. And, and we can also say that uh, almost 70% of the projected value of this generative AI use cases is expected to come from four main areas. So we have customer operations, marketing and sales, software engineering and R&D. So these are the, the top four where we see uh, uh, um, much of the grow and, and to make few example on customer operations, for example, um, you may have a customer uh, support team at an e-commerce company uh, using generative AI to enhance their knowledge management system. And employees now can work and ask 
natural language questions to the AI system. And it responds with relevant information from past interaction with customers. And these enable the team to quickly address customer queries, resolve issues efficiently, and provide this personalized support, ultimately improving customer satisfaction and retention. Um, and overall, it has also the potential to bring value not only uh, uh, in specific use cases, uh, but also by transforming uh, internal knowledge management systems within the organization. It's this advanced natural language processing capabilities enables, in fact, to uh, retrieve that stored knowledge by asking questions this polite manner and engaging in ongoing dialogue. And this is something that empowers to access relevant information swiftly, uh, leading this to this better decision-making process and uh, uh, lead the development, leading the development of the company itself. It's interesting, we're now talking about billions and trillions. I remember back in the day, we were talking about just millions, but it shows you sure. the economic potential of things as well. But it's not all easy, Alessandra. We, we can't pretend you can pay $20 a month and everything will just be glorious. What are the challenges businesses are seeing using ChatGPT in enterprise environments and how could they overcome these challenges or risk mitigate them? Um, it, it, I acknowledge that, Kieran. I think the first and foremost, uh, it's data security and privacy. Those take center stage um, to ensure the protection of sensitive information and compliance with uh, privacy regulations, robust security measures and, and meticulous data governance practices are essential. And, and leveraging the secure cloud platform, uh, one of the secure cloud platform like Azure can play a, a pivotal role in this aspect. Uh, for instance, uh, a financial institution adopting ChatGPT for uh, the customer support, uh, for example, would benefit from uh, Azure top encryption and access control to safeguard clients' financial data providing um, this additional layer of security. And this is the very first thing. But then additionally, the size of the businesses can also significantly impact the rollout of a solution such as uh, ChatGPT. Like larger enterprises with greater resources and higher risk appetite can adopt their technology more swiftly. Um, conversely, the smaller business may adopt a phased approach. They can start with specific departments and gradually scaling up. Um, to mention an example, a stock, a, a tech startup uh, implement GPT for um, automating customer queries in their core product uh, support initially and then expanding to other areas later. Um, and this is the second thing. Um, but lastly, the data modernization in general and the business education are critical drivers uh, for unlocking the full potential of the solution. Um, we know that organizations nowadays need to update their data strategies. Uh, they need to make sure that the data is well organized, uh, is accessible, and uh, um, there is quality on data. So at, at the same time, uh, we also note that it's very important to educate the company about AI in general, um, so to empower employees to use the technology effectively. So, retail chain leveraging ChatGPT. I don't know, inventory management uh, would focus probably on centralizing and cleaning their data while educating their inventory management team on how to optimize the stock levels and straightening uh, the supply chain. Uh, 
Um, so it, it's important to keep the balance of these two things and uh, embrace this concept of digital transformation, enabling the businesses to be agile, innovative, just driving data-driven decisions faster um, and more accurately, I would say. I, I really like that answer because there's a, a couple of things to unpick there, Alessandra. The first one is not all, if we call them chat GPT instances, are secure and therefore organizations actually need to look at what they purchase. And I like the way Microsoft Azure really stands out in that regard. And the second thing is it, there's no surprises to a degree. The rules of the game are known and therefore all the stuff you're describing about data security, data practices, good change management communication are all available and all recognized. So the companies can put in this technology in a secure and structured way. And I love that you gave us some examples as well. If we if we continue on the examples theme here, uh, Druid themselves have integrated ChatGPT with Azure OpenAI. What are the benefits of Microsoft Azure OpenAI platform working with a conversational AI platform like Druid in an enterprise environment? Well, um, it's it's a good example. Uh, first and foremost, I would say it allows uh, businesses to engage in uh, intelligent conversations at scale, around uh, the clock. So ChatGPT equipped with uh, advanced natural language processing capabilities can efficiently understand and respond to a wide array of queries, enabling organization to handle large volume of customer interactions seamlessly. Um, and this powerful collaboration also empowers enterprises to create exceptional customer experiences through faster and better responses. And by harnessing the language understanding progress of ChatGPT combined with Druid's conversational design and, and the industry-specific knowledge, uh, a business now, I think, can deliver uh, prompt and accurate answers to customer inquiries, uh, enhancing the overall satisfaction and, and loyalty. And one, if I would mention one particularly exciting advantage is, is, advantage is the uh, system's ability to remember interaction. So connect them and intelligently continue the conversation. So by leveraging Azure OpenAI and Droid's conversational AI platform, uh, the enterprises, the, the businesses can store this past interaction with users and use the context to provide this amazing personalized and context-aware responses. And, and this continuity in conversations is uh, not only uh, makes interactions feel more you know, human-like, but also saves uh, customers from the inconvenience of repeating the information. And I think we've all been there, particularly when it came to the prior incantation of very early conversational AI called chatbots. The computer very often, unfortunately, said no, didn't remember us, and then we were in that uh, loop. Yes. Uh, but interesting, I find conversational AI and platforms like that really fascinating, only on the basis that I sometimes think that folks believe that a large language model comes out, does everything, and is just amazing. But it really needs application and purpose to do things yes. for folks to get to companies to really get it to work. Uh, so how, how should companies get started effectively with ChatGPT? You know, and, and not worry, there are challenges and there are fears. But as you described a moment ago, those things uh, can be overcome. Uh, absolutely. Um, there are actually several things that I would say it's very much important to consider starting uh, from the very 
first one. I, I would say the most important one, which is assessing the use cases where uh, solutions like ChatGPT can make a uh, uh, meaningful impact. Uh, and this is the very first step. So identify areas in customer support, content generation, or knowledge sharing that could actually benefit from AI, power conversational capabilities, uh, laying the foundation for this effective integration. And then understanding the data requirements, because data is the fuel, right, of, of this technology. And so high quality, diverse, and relevant data is essential for, for training these models effectively. Uh, so I would say companies should have this clear understanding of their existing data. They don't mind what additional data we uh, may be needed to optimize the, the models uh, and the performance. Um, and to start, uh, I always suggest with a team to consider a pilot project. You can start uh, big uh, with a very structured and big, and big project um, um, touching the overall rooms of the organization, or you may want to start small. Uh, so considering a pilot project to test ChatGPT's effectiveness in a controlled environment um, to, to gain insight. And I think this approach helps understand the impact and the potential challenges before full-scale deployment. So you have, you have, you know, this uh, smoother transition, I would say. And then, of course, you can choose the right model. You can fine-tune the model to suit specific business needs, uh, which is also important. But overall, I would say also uh, promoting uh, the user awareness and providing. Uh, training on ChatGPT's capabilities and potential use cases is also essential. So educating employees uh, who will be working with the technology enables them to leverage it effectively, enhancing its overall impact in the organization. Um, and, and of course, uh, I would say, as I, I would mention also that um, to ensure uh, this return on investment and impact of the solution on the business side, uh, define the key performance indicators that are at the core of the conversation and, and constantly constantly evaluate uh, its effectiveness in achieving the final objectives while uh, testing the solution. Oh, I, I adore that answer for so many reasons. I love the top end and the bottom end in particular, love the bits in between. But having an actual business purpose is so, so key because, Alessandra, I see, I see too many people getting excited by the technology and just saying we have to have it, you know, and you sort of go, well, why, where are you going to put it? Don't know, but I need it, you know. So the fact that you actually have a business case there and that you can install it and learn, and importantly, just as you wrapped up at the end there, teach people how to use it is essential as well, because there's no use having the sharpest knife in the world if you can't actually uh, use it in anger or in some shape, form or other to make it valuable. Uh, question then, just going back to conversational AI, do you think that conversational AI is pushing the adoption of chat GPT or vice versa, because uh, large language models, as I mentioned earlier on, don't actually do anything unless they're applied in a particular context, surely. I think um, it's a symbolic relationship uh, where both conversational AI and, and chat GPT are propelling each other's rapid adoption, I would say. So conversational AI's demand for uh, enhanced language understanding and uh, response generation has led to the growing interesting and powerful language models like ChatGPT, 
And conversational AI platforms and applications such as virtual assistants, chatbots, have underscored the significant advanced language capabilities. So specifically, ChatGPT's ability to comprehend context and generate this human-like response make it a appealing choice for developers, right? Seeking to uh, elevate their conversation, uh, uh, AI, conversational AI solutions uh, and, and deliver better user uh, experience. And at the same time, ChatGPT Swift uh, adoption is driving the expansion of generative, of conversational AI in general. And, and uh, as businesses and developers uh, witness the potential of ChatGPT across various domain, uh, they are, of course, um, I would say, uh, uh, increasingly inclined to explore and to integrate conversational AI technologies that leverage this language model. So there is this interplay, I would say, between conversational AI and ChatGPT, which creates a, a positive feedback loop, accelerating the adoption in tandem. I like that one supporting the other, not the only use case, but a, a, I think a very useful one as well. If we, if we go back a little bit as well, uh, businesses need to get a return from their investments in technology. Let, let's stay on that for a second. But that's hard to identify. In other words, it's difficult to identify an ROI when you maybe don't yet understand the technology, when you can't yet see the future or you don't know where it's going to be. And there's a lot of technologies out there that you could potentially invest in. Alessandra, how would you recommend companies measure the impact of introducing ChatGPT and how do they go about building that business case right from the very start? I would say, Kieran, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, they must uh, clearly define their objectives. So they, they need to set specific goals for uh, the technologies integration. Identifying relevant uh, KPIs is essential uh, for tracking and evaluating the technology's effectiveness overall. Um, and to provide an even comprehensive understanding of ChatGPT's impact, collecting baseline uh, data before the implementation is also crucial. So this data will serve as a benchmark for comparison and, and help quantify the improvements uh, uh, achieved post-integration. Um, and in addition to this, like quantitative metrics, it's also vital to track the user feedback and the adoption rates. Like, positive feedback and high adoption indicate that technology is adding value, right? And it is like being embraced by the users. Um, so it's like a balance between what I can measure uh, uh, on a quantitative perspective and what I can track collecting the feedback of, of the users and of my employees. And, and also um, measuring, I would say, time and cost savings achieved through ChatGPT um, can demonstrate its practical benefits. Uh, so by, for example, automating re repetitive, repetitive tasks, uh, it allows human uh, resources to focus on more strategic uh, uh, objectives, for example. Um, for more evaluating the impact on customer experience is essential as well. Uh, on the other hand, so if we look on the outside, enhanced customer interaction, personalized experiences, and uh, reduced resolution times can also uh, indicate uh, an improved customer satisfaction, which is also one of the things that we may take into consideration when evaluating actually the overall uh, impact of the solution on our business. Um, so I would say overall, even the alignment of the solution with the organization's strategic initiatives and the contribution to the business growth and the opportunities to be assessed, uh, considering this few things, uh, in my opinion, 
and and by carefully analyzing this um, this insight, this valuable KPIs, and make uh, uh, the companies can can make for sure uh, make uh, well informed decisions. I would say about their AI adoption journey that they are embracing. And Alexander, is that true of all sizes of organization? You know, large enterprise, small business, medium sized. I would say absolutely uh, yes. Uh, when we mentioned before um, that you can have different approaches when it comes to how you embrace or adopt the technology um, according to the level, according to the size of the company and according to uh, uh, the percentage of risk you may want to take, um, regardless of the fact you are a small uh, business or a big enterprise, um, as I mentioned, there are a few things, these few things are crucial for both uh, in order to embrace this journey. So KPIs, feedback, internal awareness, impact on the customer satisfaction or the customer experience, those are the things that we need to combine. And productivity, the product, the impact on productivity as well, those are the things that we need to consider when it comes to, uh, when it comes to adopting such kind of technologies overall. It sounded from your answer a moment ago that we could put a hard financial number on things. So we could put a, a dollar figure or a euro figure on every aspect of this technology. But that would uh, maybe encourage us to miss some innovation. That would maybe us encourage to miss out on some of the soft benefits. In other words, how staff and customers feel or increase productivity. My, my question, Alessandra, is, is there a danger that we try and put numbers on all new innovative technologies and then we miss out on a lot of the benefits that they additionally bring beyond the finance? So I think, Kieran, this is an interesting question. And um, the reason why uh, it is interesting is because I agree with you. We can't put numbers uh, on top of everything. When we judge the impact on something, uh, that's why I think it's important to consider KPIs and measure KPIs. So we need quantitative measures to understand what the real impact is on the business, right? So this is really important to en when embracing this kind of, of uh, strategic decision for sure. Um, but at the same time, I truly believe, like you said, that it's important to evaluate also things that we cannot truly um, um, specifically measure, such as the feedback of the employees or uh, the effectiveness of how they're managing tasks, daily tasks so right now, thanks to the you know the use of AI uh, in general of such uh, smart solutions. And even I would say the feedback and the speed uh, that we are having internally and externally when it comes to productivity is important. So there are things that maybe it's hard to measure. There are things where it's hard to put just a number uh, on, on them just to quantify uh, them. That's why overall, I would say when we need to measure the impact or when we need to understand uh, what would be that impact before jumping or embracing such decisions, it's important to try to oversee the full picture. So combining the two aspects. Oh, I like that answer. I really do. A final question. If you had one piece of advice to organizations wanting to integrate ChatGPT into their enterprise systems, what would that one piece of advice be? Um, I would say that that would be to prioritize uh, uh, an understanding of your specific business needs and use cases before integrating solutions such as ChatGPT. 
So take the time to identify areas where uh, AI-powered conversational capabilities can make a significant impact, such as customer support, content generator, or knowledge sharing. And, and by defining uh, clear objectives and understanding uh, how this solutions aligns with your overall business strategy, you can really ensure um, this seamless and successful integration. Um, and as I, as I mentioned before, even, you know, just investigating in uh, uh, investing in, in, uh, in data, in data readiness is crucial. So ensure you have relevant and, and diverse data uh, to, uh, to, to train the models effectively and to optimize the performance. Um, so maybe that could be to start, as I mentioned before, um, uh, choose a pilot project to test that technology first, um, the effectiveness of the technology in a, like, in a controlled environment, um, because I think this approach will allow you to assess uh, its impact, uh, gather use feedback, and, and address any challenges before uh, a full-scale deployment. Uh, so I would say remember uh, that successful integration of ChatGPT is not just about technology. It's also about uh, fostering and, uh, a culture of AI adoption within your organization. So educate and train your team to leverage the technology effectively and, and encourage uh, open communication to identify new opportunities for growth and innovation. Uh, that's why it's it's uh, super important to uh, not focus only on numbers, as we said, but to focus on people. Oh, what a wonderful way to end an interview by that last one sentence alone. It's that focusing on people as well. I think generative AI and chat GPT is a really secure technology when you implement the right tech. I think if you do build a business case around it, everything should be done the business case, but not a sole focus, Alessandra, as we've said in the interview on purely metrics, because then you miss out on the people and you miss out on innovation and you miss out on a whole host of soft benefits that make this technology truly wonderful. As someone said to me recently, if you can think it and you can describe it or type it, then generative AI and open AI can suddenly create it for you. It, it's an exciting time in technology once more. And I cannot wait to see what happens in the future. Technologies like Microsoft Azure Open AI and conversational AI combined together suddenly create a whole host of opportunities for businesses that never existed before. Now I can't wait to see what we do with these fantastic technologies. Thank you so much for today. That was an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Kieran. And if I conclude as well with a motto that just came to my mind, I would say I would hide to your to yours. Um, it's almost seems impossible until it's, until it's done, which is very true. So don't be afraid, just embrace it. Fantastic, thank you so much. Thank you, Kieran.